Welcome to Body Energetics, evidence-based spirituality to get happy, healthy, and hot. I'm your host, Lauren Saracione, and I've been in fitness for over 22 years. I've also had three major healing events where I learned something new and deeper about the mind-body connection. It is my mission to help you get happy, healthy, and hot. So whether you're here for mindset work to get happy, emotional work to get healthy, or owning your desires and who you be to get hot, Body Energetics is for you. Welcome to episode number 15 of Body Energetics Podcast. This is the very first framework episode. These framework episodes are all about, they're a summary basically of my entire healing process with everything that I've shared with you so far in one place. And these frameworks uh, represent the three parts of your mind, your conscious, subconscious, and unconscious, and your four bodies, your mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual bodies. And when I laid all this out, I was so excited because it brought together everything. And I want to share it with you. These are part of um, paid programs, uh, specifically the Power Moves Integration Program that I ran in 2023. However, I would like you to have these. So I'm holding up, if you're just listening to audio, I'm holding up the PDF that I printed and these will be posted on the Instagram wall for Body Energetics. It will be um, in the Body Energetics group as a PDF, as well as in the email once you sign up for Body Ener at bodyenergetics.com and definitely something that we can dive into on the community calls. So I'm kind of feeling like these episodes are going to be pretty brief because they're really going to be um, kind of like an, a how-to of the stuff that we already talked about. Like now we're tying everything together of what I've shared with you on the other episodes. So let's get started. Uh, the root cause and mindset. This is framework never, number one. And a lot of us, like when you are starting your um, healthy eating journey, especially if you've done binge eating, you, you've been told that there's a root cause to this behavior and we're doing the behavior because we're avoiding feelings. We don't want to feel our feelings. And then when you kind of move into more of the objective spaces that aren't so much about inner child healing and feelings, we're like, okay, matter of factly, we've been restricting ourselves for too long. And physiologically, our body is like, give us the salt and sugar and fat now and give us a ton of it. So we can really look at our behaviors two ways as very matter of fact, cause and effect on the physical level but then also on the emotional level. And there's something that I've learned about addiction that I just really love so much that the addiction is the replacement for the external experience. So if we're looking for excitement and we don't have an exciting life, we could do it from the stimulation that we feel on a chemical reaction in our brain from eating the food. And if we are addicted to substances to make our internal system feel good, it's because there is not enough fulfillment in the other areas of life. And when we when we look at it that way, like, like I don't want to be addicted to food. I don't want to be addicted to anything. I want to be able to take or leave anything. I don't want to feel um, an insatiable appetite 
for anything, honestly, because I don't want to be attached to anything. This life is, is this body is not going to be here forever, but my soul will like, I, I don't want to live in a, in a place of attachment to anything that's on the physical plane, to be quite honest with you. And this mindset and getting into the root cause, we are going to look at it as something that we've developed from a negative emotional space so that whatever it is that you're working on, that you're having the energetic resistance to that's causing your sabotage can lessen you know, less, less of it so that you can, you can make your progress. So I have three points here. And like I said, this is part of a paid program. So if you wanted to go into this uh, really deeply and have custom support, you can always reach out to me and we can, uh, we can arrange one of the packages for you. So in summary, these are three things that have helped me understand that or, or helped me identify the root cause and then work with the root cause instead of feeling like I have to get rid of it completely. And um, it's I think that's that's something that we go through when we're healing. We think that we're supposed to be done with something, but a lot of this is cyclical and a lot of places that we feel like we healed, we may revisit from another category of life or the same one, and it'll feel different. It could be better. It could be worse, but we may revisit these things. And so this helps me uh, stay grounded when I revisit a healing theme. So mindset number one, emotional reactions to responses. And this is something um, as a manifesting generator, six to emotional authority, um, the sixes in human design of our of our of our conscious line, we are obsessed about time because the first third of our life is trial and error. Nothing seems to go wrong. We or go right. We feel like we're behind. We're racing against the clock. And it's said that then we have a period where we retract from everything and we process everything. We make sense of everything. And then we come forward again and we start to live again. And I definitely feel like the timing of that for me was pandemic time. And only like in the last half of 2023, did I actually really start doing social things again. I've been living as if it was in quarantine that whole time, even though the world moved on. Um, so the obsession with time, when I um, meditate and I see time as a clock and I see the gear of time moving up and down that when this gear, and of course, this is like just my own perception that there's this line that is um, representing energy and it's a timeline and this gear moves up into expansion, into the high vibrational experience of something. And when it moves down, it is representing a contracted negative state and the concept of time is kind of irrelevant because time exists all in the now moment. And if you can access under hypnosis or in meditation or with an energy healer, a past life, your experience that past life in that, in this now moment. And that's why past life regression is so significant because a lot of these past lives, when we're dealing with deep depression and anxiety, and like we have these reoccurring themes that we have to keep going through that make no sense for this current lifetime, it could be that we're doing the generational work of healing trauma or that we are carrying over karma into this lifetime. And so time 
you know, I could, I could take you to a meditation to bring you back to being your earliest memory. And in your body, you will experience that moment in time in your current body. And that's also kind of what Dr. John, um, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about that when we are not aligned with our chakras, when we're worried about the future and we're regretting the past, our physical body on a, on a, on a vibrational subatomic level, those electrons and protons and neutrons are all going different directions because our thoughts are going in different directions. So our physical body manifests, manifests in dis-ease and discomfort because on a subatomic level, it's not all together. And so time is just this like weird concept. And this has helped me to have, um, an expansive look on time, because like I said, as a six, we're obsessed with time and it's very stressful. It's, it's not so stressful anymore, um, but we go through this like stress with time and somehow this, this is how it all came together. Now, remember I said, this is so that we can deal with going through another healing cycle because we might not be one and done with our healing process on any level. So instead of having a fight, flight, freeze, or fawn reaction to something, when we have healed those reactions, we become that positive aspect. We become a trailblazer. So I feel like I'm being a trailblazer instead of being angry because as a trailblazer, having Aquarius and Pluto placements and Mercury and Pisces and Aries, I mean, like my whole being is like, wait, I can trailblaze a new way to look at civilization during an ascension cycle and a new way to look at the sabotage from this energetic and human development perspective. So instead of getting angry as my first response, I can be like, whoa, check in with myself. What is my perspective on this thing that I'm getting angry about? And how can I share that to release the anger, move on from it and help other people and have purpose behind it? The flight to the high self is that when you just want to get out of job, get out of town, like when you like when you want to ghost, when you want to quit, that's when I feel like we can be like, okay, wait. So if I'm on this human level and I want to fly, I don't want to be here. This is too scary. This is too much. I want to check out. What if instead of feeling that fear and want to get away, we actually go within and up? We actually go into our high self. We're able, we we stop ourselves for all of this stuff. We can stop ourselves, do our brain and heart coherence breathing, five, five second inhale, five second exhale, feel gratitude for being here. Try to feel on some level love, joy, appreciation, kindness, care. Just get into a place of calm. And when we're in that place of calm, like I said, we activate the high heart. So then we can actually tap into our higher self and our higher mind. So instead of trying to ghost a situation, how can you actually go in and then go up so that you're not operating from your human consciousness that is attached to the physical experience and into your high self that is watching and experiencing you and guiding you through the human experience or like um, um, thinking in the high self way, thinking in a way that reminds you what do you believe about, about energy? What do you believe about the human experience? What do you believe about the souls? What do you 
believe about astrology. Because if you believe all these things that you say you believe and you're thinking from your high self perspective, you won't be thinking so much from the fear perspective that makes you want to cut and run. The freeze and the watcher is that when we're stuck in analysis paralysis, when we are so anxious, we cannot get out of bed that we actually do freeze. And this like always reminds me of um, Game of Thrones when the guy in the that was paralyzed from being thrown out the window by his uncle, when he closes his eyes and he watches things and it's cold, it's frozen. I feel like we just are like, okay, pause. And our whole life just goes on to pause. And then we can tune in and watch what's happening in my career, what's happening in my relationships, what's happening with my finances, what's happening with me in taxes or the government in general, what's happening with my body image, where am I at in my cycle, am I PMSing? You just press pause. You're already too anxious to do anything. So instead of being in freeze, and startle and oh shit, we're like, pause, bitches. <laughs> you like, you really can like then tune in maybe to your high self and have this other perspective and actually watch. Like, like go watch the the beginning credits for Game of Thrones and how the map comes up. Watch the story. We are living the Game of Thrones right now. And then Fawn and Lover. When we have that fawn response, this is where we really build up the resentment because we're having this response because we're just like, oh, no, no, it's okay. I'll do whatever you want. I, I won't I won't say it this way. I won't act this way just to make sure that you stay comfortable. I'm not going to disappoint you. But then we we're doing so many things out of alignment. It's a square peg in a round hole. It doesn't work. The fawn response does not work long term. And if we keep not doing what is in alignment for us, we build up resentment towards that person or towards that thing. Then we have anger. Then we feel guilty for being angry. And then we internalize it. Then we get depressed. Then we deteriorate our body. So the lover would actually be when you have these, these experiences where it's going, where you're going to disappoint someone or you have to draw a boundary, you can actually voice, I love you and I can't do this. I would love to hang out with you right now, but I have to do this other thing. And as an entrepreneur um, and as someone who has a physical goal, people don't see, they see the entrepreneurialism as freedom, that you don't have a boss to clock into. But guess what? If you don't put in the work, especially in the beginning of your business, there is not going to be no non-working time, right? Like it's always a lot of work in the beginning, but a lot of people hear the word business owner, entrepreneur, as you have all this flexibility. And why can't you do this thing for me at three o'clock in the afternoon? You don't, you're not at work. You don't have to call in sick. Well, yeah, but if I don't do this thing right now, I'm not going to get it done. Then that means that this email can't go out and this post can't go out. Then I can't launch this program. Well, you can do it later. No, I can't do it later because I have to actually live a personal life too. Like you're that's the that's the road of the entrepreneur. And then when you're doing something for your business or uh, for your body, you it seemed as selfish if you're like I can't go out for margaritas. Uh, it's not going to fit my macros. I'm not drinking right now. It makes me too bloated. And for people who have a lifestyle that 
they are not doing anything to make dietary or lifestyle changes, when you say no to them, they get offended, right? So you, the, the lover, the fawn to lover is that you communicate like, I love you. I care about you. I want to hang out with you. I can't do it right now, but I can do it later. And in that way, you are being so loving, setting boundaries. I remember hearing Brene Brown talk about boundaries as the most loving thing you could do. And that I was like, what are you talking about? That is not. And like, that totally freaked me out, but now I get it. Okay. And then the third thing that helped, uh, oh, oh, so now those are mindsets. Number one, to look at these nervous system reactions in their positive aspect and how you can feel that nervous system reaction and notice what you're going into fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, and then switch it to the trailblazer, high self watcher and lover. Then we have mindset. Number two, thought pattern origins. The origins are, I'm not good enough. I'm too much. I did something bad, therefore I am bad. And this goes into what I've talked about, how when the child has a traumatizing event happen of a feeling, feeling, a negative feeling, or a negative thing that happens, the, the child's, the, the information goes into the brain, it separates the mind body, and it's, what do I, what do I, what do I have to do to not feel bad? And what do I have to do to not be bad? What do I have to do to not identify as being bad? How do I prevent the bad thing from happening? And when we can look at this, that the that the original thought of the child, the thought origin that then gets applied to whatever thing that we're focused on in any area of life where we're getting attached to it and we're making it means something about us if we make it or if we don't make it. I'm not good enough. I'm too much. I did something bad. Therefore, I am bad. And this is kind of like what I was sharing in um, episode number 12 with attachment theory and self-love, that if we have the dream body and then we have the sabotage that happens to prevent the dream body from actualizing, What's actually happening on the energetic emotional level from the inner child alarm is usually one of two things in, in like a spectrum of it from the not good enough thought origin. I'm not good enough. When we have the dream body and we put in all the effort, diet, exercise, lifestyle changes, and we don't get the dream body, especially if we're doing a 21 day cleanse or 30 day or 90 day challenge. If we don't get to that outcome, when we put in all the work, it means that we weren't good enough. We weren't deserving of it or we didn't do a good enough job. We could have done something better. So the sabotage that goes along with that is whatever it is that you do to sabotage. If you overeat, if you undereat, if you ghost, if you make other plans and then you can't get to the workout, like whatever it is that you're going to do. But the thought origin is I'm not good enough. But the fear is I'm going to put in all this work and not get to the body. And then I'm not, I'm too much is if I do get to the dream body, what does that say or, or how, what have I had to reclaim about myself and choose myself and disappoint people to get to that? And does that body represent something bad? 
So then we sabotage that because we can't possibly become that thing that we're afraid of becoming. Because if you really, if you really like take a look at who you are in your dream body, the decisions that you're making, the thoughts that you're having, the self-esteem that you have, the body, the, the job that you have, the business that you have, the, the house that you have, the friends that you have, the clothes that you're wearing, it's usually very different than who you are now. And it's a very confident version of yourself. And for you to get to that level of confidence, you have to let go of the of the external validations that you've built up along the way. And that's a very scary thing. And then I did something bad, therefore I am bad. And this one, um, this one I relate to so much because this is where the perfectionist and the overachiever and this like constant rabbit hole stuff that I put myself through, but Mercury and Aquarius, my friend Renata has said, you need to stop your thoughts. Your thoughts will go on and on and on and on and on with Mercury and Aquarius. You have to be conscious and stop your thoughts. So it's part of who I am. And it's also part of my reaction to this relationship cut that I had with my dad at 11, that when I went to a therapist in my thirties, he was like, that was the right decision. You should have, you should have made that cut. And I don't think enough people have given you credit for making that decision at 11 years old. In hindsight, with what I have discovered with my last iteration of the inner child that I connected with um, in the last month is that um, I've been working to not be wrong. And I've been very afraid to speak my truth and my opinions about everything that I share here for someone from the woke mob to come up and be like, what's your resource? Where'd you get that from? Prove it. So we are living in these thought origins from these events from our childhood. And if we can look at the at the now moment stress thoughts that we have and be like, but wait, the origin is this. My perfectionist tendency and having to get everything perfect before I move forward and whatever, or the need for me to have this validation that I'm doing a good job. The origin is I did something bad, therefore I'm bad. What moments do I think I had where I was, you know, extra scolded or, or, or physically, you know, punished? Like what were punishments that you had as a kid? You know what I mean? Like you can really go through, like, if I did a bad thing as a kid, what was the repercussions of that? And do I need to do some forgiveness work? And then can I go look at one of my charts, my human design gene keys or natal charts and be like, how does this match up with what I came here to evolve with on a soul level? So that's mindset number two. One more thing, okay? Um, attachment theory, of course, that was the previous episode, uh, episode number 13, two episodes ago. Being anxious, avoidant, or disorganized. And we are actually dealing with being anxiously, avoidantly, or disorganizingly attached to ourself. Because in that moment, when we had a traumatizing event as the child, we split. We left the body, went into the brain. If it was too much, the brain lodged the information in the body. And that's why we have these physical problems. And attachment theory, when you're starting to feel yourself, right? This is a way of thinking. This is your root cause um, for your mindset. Because your mind is the thing that's conducting all the energy. So, the, so if you're feeling, I want a ghost... What am I avoiding? Why is my reaction avoidance? How can I connect? How can I embrace this? 
if you feel like you're getting obsessive. Okay. Like, why does this need to be perfect? What do I have to prove? Or if you're like battling back and forth where like you're having these crazy cravings or your body is having a flare, but your mind is like, no, I must, I must, I must. Okay. That's a big one. The disorganized, it's like you're, we're dealing with a lot more stuff, a lot of conflicting um, information from our inner child trying to figure out what to do. And, uh, and so these, so these um, let's wrap this up. I don't want it to be too long. I want you to really think about these and, you know, check out Instagram, check out the Facebook group, go to bodyenergetics.com so that you can get the PDF of it via email if you don't use social media and come to the next group community call so that we can talk about it and I can help you and we can grow together. Uh, they are the third Saturday of every month at 1 p.m. Pacific time. They're on Zoom. And it's just a time for us to get together and talk about things and um, and really refine the healing process together. So I hope I will see you on the next call. And when you listen to this episode, it'd be so fabulous if you could tag Body Energetics. I will put you in a drawing where on the community call, you get entered into a drawing to win a water bottle or a mug. They both say Body Energetics on it and they're both super cute. All right. See you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you found it helpful, please head over and give us a five-star rating and leave a review for how this was helpful for you. This is going to help me spread the word faster into more people who need this information to self-heal. Join us at facebook.com slash group slash body energetics, where we have discussions about the episodes. Go to bodyenergetics.com so that you can sign up for my newsletter to make sure that you never miss an episode. And that's the place that you're going to get invited to our Zoom discussion that we have every single month. Tag us on social media, Body Energetics, and we will reshare your tag and enter you into our monthly drawing to win our really cute water bottle or our really cool mug.